When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. I laugh maniacally, just embarrassingly, at the Chrissy like wingy from Chris Carlin on his own show yesterday. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Chad Brown, Randy Scott in for the guys today. You can join the conversation on the CC call in line 888 say ESPN 888-729-3776. Make your bold prediction for night 2 of the NFL draft if you want or call in with your guilty pleasure song in this Friday vibes day. Let's get to Chris Canty, host of Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Let's get to Chris Carlin, host of Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Guys, night 1 in the books. Night two uh, figures to get maybe a different brand of weird. How was it from your standpoint to be there in front of 100,000 people uh, calling the draft as it started unfold and really started to get strange starting with the second and third overall pick with what Houston did? Randy, it was really exciting just to have the opportunity to be around the energy and, and feel these young guys. Um, you know, the raw emotions as their dreams are coming true. It was It was just awesome. And then seeing what the Houston Texans did, to get the draft really started because I think the level of intrigue with the draft starts at number two. We all knew for the last couple of weeks that Bryce Young was going to be the first overall pick. But then the Texans, you know, kind of debunking some of the things that were out there and deciding that they were going to take a quarterback and that being C.J. Stroud, then trading back up from 12 to get Will Anderson, who, you know, was arguably one of the best players, if not the best player in this draft. I thought it was a tremendous evening for them and really set the stage for the NFL draft. It was uh, it was impressive to see what Nick Casario did in terms of wheeling and dealing, and I think it sets that franchise up to really get the culture in that building turned around. Listen, I, I'm excited for the Texans. When's the last time you could say that? I mean, I'm excited for the Texans, mm-hmm. and I think they had a great day yesterday, and I know what they gave up. And I think there are some, some other teams that, that really – put themselves in excellent position. I know people are getting on the Lions for their picks a little bit. I like Jameer Gibbs a lot more than other people do. I think the question was just where they took him. And I also like the fact that Pittsburgh didn't screw around, and they went up and got uh, the tackle that they needed and moved right in front of the Jets uh, so that they could get Broderick Jones. And so those are some things that we've liked so far. I, can I just relay one really cool moment from this morning? I went down for breakfast in our hotel, and Paris Johnson was down there, and he was still wearing his Cardinals hat. And he hey. was sitting at the table nice. having breakfast, and I, sta- I stopped and chatted with him for a second. But, like, you could not wipe the smile off the guy's face. It was, so, it was just awesome to see. All right, Chris and Chris. Uh, Two-part question for you, and they're not even related to two different parts of this question. Uh, how long is that walk from the green room to the main stage with Roger Goodell? Because on TV, it looks like those guys are walking about a mile to get there. <laughs> and then number two, what did you think about the return of running backs to the first round of the draft? Well, it's Kansas City, so nothing's close. Everything is spread out, including <laughs> how we got the setup at the draft. Uh, but, uh, no, I, I tell you, man, I, I think that uh, – those two teams, the Atlanta Falcons and the Detroit Lions, identified a, a need 
to fit the style of play that they want to have. A lot of it is going to be formed around the identity of what those head coaches want to do. And Arthur Smith and Dan Campbell have let it be known that they want to be serious about running the football. The Detroit Lions have a big physical offensive line. They're going to run it behind that offensive line with Ragnow and Sewell and Decker. And and now you're going to add – uh, Jameer Gibbs to the mix with David Montgomery. Now the word on the street is that they're going to try to shot DeAndre Swift. We'll see what happens tonight uh, during the draft process. But, you know, it's clear that that's going to be their identity. The Atlanta Falcons, they ran the hell out of the football last year, and you couldn't name me any running backs outside of Cordero Patterson on that roster. So, I mean, that's another <laughs> franchise that's going to be committed to running the football. So I think that fits what they want to do. The Atlanta Falcons had the most rush attempts of any team in the National Football League in 2022. So now you drop B. John Robinson into the mix. You've got a young quarterback in Desmond Ritter that doesn't have to do a lot of heavy lifting because he's surrounded by playmakers. Kyle Pitts, a top five pick from a few years ago. Drake London, a top ten pick from last year. B. John Robinson, a top ten pick from this year. And then, oh, by the way, we made the trade and brought over John U. Smith from the New England Patriots. Like, they're trying to make life a lot easier for Desmond Ritter as he transitions to be the full-time starter. It makes a ton of sense for a team that's competing in a winnable division. And those two guys go in the top 12, right? Two running backs in the top 12 when there were knocks about taking a running back in the first round, and then you did not have a receiver go until number 20, and then the run came, where they got four in a row after that. No tight ends went uh, before Two running backs went, and only one went in the first round in a in a, a draft that is supposed to be uh, very deep in the high end in terms of uh, tight end. So I think you know you saw some things that we all talk about that the narr- there's a narrative leading up to the draft, and in the end we all just don't know, and and that's what ends up playing out. It's Chris Canty and Chris Carlin who are hosting the NFL draft coverage. As you can hear that, presented by Boost Mobile. Second and third round coverage begins tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and on Sirius XM uh, Channel 80. We made it this long, and we have to share in the joy that we had when we had Matt Jones on earlier today. As, uh, you know, Matt Jones, president of the Will uh, Levis fan club. Oh, uh, yeah. And, He's having a rough day. Yeah, you know, he came in and he, he faced the music and, uh, you know, sort of, uh, spread some blame around, and there's so much. There's so much to unpack here. I think I want to just first get what it was like from your guys' standpoint as you realized and started to look at the way the second half of the first round was going to go. There wasn't a dance partner for Will Levis, and that he was going to slide out of that first round. I, you know, it's strange. We both kind of expected that at the end of the first round, somebody would trade up to take him or Hendon Hooker mm-hmm. there. Because, A, that's something that the Eagles do an awful lot. Chris had predicted yesterday they were going to pick at 30, and that's, that wouldn't even be a prediction. That would have been an assumption at the time. Like mm-hmm. that, You would have just absolutely taken that uh, to the bank, and it didn't happen. Um, I, I think the, the thing with Will Levis right now, there's the argument about, well, his toe may need surgery here. Why else is he sliding? It's very difficult to say. And I think you're looking at some teams right now. The best way I would put it from people I've talked to is that there are definitely varying opinions on where Will Levis is as a quarterback. Like there were some teams uh, in talking to a couple of people yesterday that um, felt like he was absolutely a first-round grade. And there were some others that didn't even have him as a first-round grade. So I think that's why we are where we are. Those are teams, though, the ones that had him high that had quarterbacks in place. 
Yeah, and we've seen the reports now that there were three teams that were trying to trade back into the first round late last night, the Falcons, the Titans, and the Raiders. So I anticipate that there'll be plenty of action for Will Levis and Hendon Hooker uh, early on because you're talking about those three teams being within the top, what, 12 picks of the second round in this year's draft. So I think there'll be a lot of interest. There'll be a lot of movement in you know those organizations jostling to try to get their hands on one of those signal callers. Fellas, the Philadelphia Eagles had a good day one. Got two of the best players off that Georgia National Championship defense, Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith. Uh, my question for you is, if you were to put on your GM hat, would you follow this kind of Howie Roseman model where, you know what, I'm not looking for guys from some small school, from some Division three school. These guys prove themselves at the absolute highest level. Therefore, I'll lean in that direction with my draft picks. Uh, I think, first of all, with Howie Roseman, like, if that guy's going to buy a lottery ticket, find out what numbers he picked because <laughs> and, and, and absolutely take the same ones because he has had an awful lot of things go his way. Now, he's an excellent executive, but, I mean, could he have possibly seen Nolan Smith slipping to 30 last night? No. No chance. No chance. And I'm, I, I know that they were thinking about moving up even higher to get Jalen Carter they didn't think he would slide as far as he did, but I know the Bears, they felt like was a real concern, Chris. I think the Bears played that beautifully, by the way. Even to just get an extra fourth-round pick out of it, uh, they were not going to take him. They wanted to tackle at that spot. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. I, I don't know if we can just pin it all on him going after players from big-time programs because you get players all over the map. I mean, Jordan Mayada didn't go to college, right? You're talking about a former rugby, rugby player. That's your starting left tackle. Jason Kelsey didn't necessarily go to a powerhouse when, when he was at Cincinnati, although they've emerged on the scene. Dallas Goddard, your starting tight end, went to South Dakota State. I mean, you just let go of Javon Hargrave, but he's a guy that went to South Carolina State. So, I mean, you get players from all of these programs across the country, whether you're talking about Division One, FBS, FCS, or even Division Two ranks. So I, I just think it's about your scouting department having confidence in your process and trusting your board. And when you put a grade on these guys, having the patience, having the fortitude to execute your draft strategy, your draft plan, and that's exactly what Howie Roseman did last night. So we got to give him credit for being patient and letting the draft come to him as opposed to chasing after things. Uh, fellas, we got to pay off what uh, what Aaron Goldhammer teased yesterday. Anybody spill on themselves in the draft prep or the draft itself? I mean, I guess if we're going to go in the strictest definition, then yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a little bit. I, I would call it more of a drip than a spill. That's it. But yes, I mean that's just that's going to happen. I yeah, I, I'm a mess. Same. I, do you know that on my first date with my wife? I wore a white shirt, and we're going out for pasta. What the hell was I doing? Hey, man. And the whole time, I was just hovering over the plate like, oh, don't drop any sauce. Oh, <laughs> It was a nightmare. It was an absolute you were, nightmare. You were Be brilliant. charming. Don't drop tomato sauce. You sound like an Andrew Dice Andrew Dice Clay character crossed with like Billy Madison, oh, like you know. So yeah, well, hot. that's. I think you, you know, at least half of that you're right with because <laughs> I have always thought if you let me be an idiot, I'm going to be just fine. Yeah. <laughs> Canty and Carlin on their own show, fellas. Here's to a great second night. Congrats on getting night one in the books, and thanks for the time on your own show, man. We appreciate it. Randy CB, thanks for holding it down for us, fellas. Keep it on the road, guys. Thanks, guys. Keep it between the buoys, the navigational beacons. And here's the thing. You show up to a date for pasta in a white shirt, 
I mean, some women like to in dangerous men, you know, and that's one way to show that you're dangerous. Well, that's on you, man. I, I think it's an opportunity to show yourself as uh, not the tidiest of eaters. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to survive the first date. I'm trying to thrive on the first date. Chad Brown, Randy Scott, and for the guys, it's ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits in one of the country's top workplaces? Come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. What's shocking, guys, is once the fourth pick was turned in, we saw three quarterbacks go to the top four. I don't think any of us would have sat here and said, we're done for the night with quarterbacks. I don't know how you hold turnovers on Kentucky with the offensive line as bad as it was against Will Levis. The last three weeks, we've been hearing Will Levis to the Indianapolis Colts. I give Chris Ballard, the GM, a lot of credit. He kept this one sealed. And in hooker, Will Levis, more to come. Two productive SEC quarterbacks are still available. Oh, let's go. Oh, you get in my ear, it gets in my ear and goes, there's no lyrics. You're laying out for nothing. Yeah, we could freestyle it. I kind of want to keep my job, though. Chad Brown, Randy Scott, continuing on KT and Carlin on ESPN Radio. So Will Levis does not hear his name called last night. We got a report, actually, from uh, our friend Matt Jones's colleague there at Kentucky Sports Radio, Nick Roush, who says Will Levis is not staying in Kansas City for the second night of the NFL draft. So he's not – that's one way to, uh, you know, not be on camera waiting for your name to be called is just don't be there, Chad. Just remove yourself from the situation. Well, the cameras are so focused on him in the green room, they've turned his, his sister into like a viral Internet star. You know, apparently there's articles written about her from the New York Post. Uh, so that's how much time he spent in the green room. His family members are now getting uh, camera time and people are interested in what's going on with them. <laughs> if I was Will Levis, yeah, I would get the heck out of town as well. Sounds like Joey Porter Jr. has also left town too. So there was four guys who were in part of that green room experience who did not get picked up yesterday. Uh, sounds like three of the four are not going to return to the green room. And I don't blame him. I, I can't imagine what that was like for him last night. You know, he's joined the ranks now of – Brady Quinn and, you know, Aaron Rodgers and quarterbacks who have had to sit there and wait. Geno um, Smith. Geno Smith. Um, yeah, that's a great point. Um, and, you know, it turned out pretty well. Uh, I would I would say, you know, Geno Smith's resurgence here, his revival there in Seattle. But obviously it worked out well for Aaron Rodgers. So um, this puts a, uh, a, a decent-sized chip on an already chiseled shoulder there for Will Levis. Um, I look at some of the fits here. When we look at night two, at least as the draft order stands – at Pittsburgh is the first pick in the second round. They don't have a need. Arizona might have a need. They might not just be willing to admit it. Uh, they're for <laughs> the second pick tonight. And then you get to Detroit. And then you really do have a rip over the next handful of picks where it goes Detroit, Indy, Rams, Seattle, and Vegas. To me, Will Levis does not fall beyond the seventh pick tonight. I think the Raiders would take him if he's still there. But, Chad, I don't think he's going to be there. Ah, oh, man. You don't think he'll be there for the Raiders at 38, huh? I don't. I don't. Who do you, who do you see? I mean, Seattle, Geno Smith, I think, is a, is a shorter-term option. That's not long-term. He's obviously an older quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, the jury is still out on Drew Locke. Drew Locke's experience in Denver wasn't very good. Uh, so there could be a, a need there. Um, yeah, as, as I look at the, the early part of the second round, uh, maybe Detroit, possibly, but yeah. To, after that, it starts to maybe the Raiders. Now you just got Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Brian Hoyer has experience with Josh McDaniels, 
So is Josh going to be willing to bypass the, the comfort of an experienced backup like Brian Hoyer and be able to go with a, a rookie who's a bit like a wild horse sometimes out there? Yeah, I, well, but maybe he's a rookie who doesn't have to play right away. Maybe there, maybe if you're looking for a silver lining, if you're in Will Levis's camp, if you're in his ear, if you're in his family and you could pry yourself away from TikTok uh, or, or whoever was trying to make a career last night, um, if you pull him aside and say, listen, man, maybe you go to a spot where you don't have to start right away where you don't get thrown to the fire right away, where you can learn. And not that he's going to be Patrick Mahomes, okay? But let's make that clear. But Patrick Mahomes didn't have to start his rookie year. Aaron Rodgers didn't have to start his his rookie year or even his second year, right? I mean, maybe he gets a chance to learn what's admittedly a complicated system. So complicated with Josh McDaniels that it turned Derek Carr into a turnover machine, right? I mean, it, like, like a guy who was not all that turnover prone suddenly was this far into his career. Like, maybe it gives... Him a chance. And I look at that from a Vegas perspective, but I'll be honest. I mean, the Rams have a need at quarterback. You talk about not a long-term answer. Matthew Stafford isn't that guy either. And then elsewhere, you know, in those first few picks, uh, you could say that Detroit with Jared Goff, you know, I mean, maybe the, maybe you look for a guy who's a cheaper option at quarterback and has some similar skill set. Yeah, looking at the early part of the second round, I would say those are the most likely targets. Mm-hmm. Um, but all those come with their own question marks. I think the Raiders may seem like the best fit just because Jimmy G's proven inability to keep himself healthy out there. And you're going to have to go with your backup at some point. Mm-hmm. And I can understand, you know, for Josh McDaniels to be comfortable with Brian Hoyer initially early on while Will Levis gets himself up to speed. Uh, we have calls on the CC call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Who do you want your team to take in night two or your guilty pleasure song or you're venting about night one? And Justin in Georgia, in my opinion, has a legitimate gripe. Justin, you're on ESPN Radio. Yeah, I just want to call in and say this. For all the Falcon faithful, I know I'm not the only one who sees this, but every year, like last season, Last draft, we could have gotten um, N'Kobe Dean three times in the draft. There was three times that he came around, and it was our pick, and we passed up on him. The Eagles ended up picking him. This year again, pick number eight. We pick up, not not saying he's not a good running back, but we choose to pick up every other player from every other team, every other school, except for homegrown Georgia players. And these are national championship players. I, the excuse last year was we're trying to find players who are uh, quote unquote hungry and have a chip on their shoulders. I, I I'm not buying it. These teams are going to the playoffs. These teams are going to Super Bowls, and we're still in the same place we was before we got the coach we have now. So I just want to know what your what you guys thoughts are about that, and why is it that the that the Falcons never pick up Georgia players? That might be a conversation. That second part might be a conversation for when we're not up against it. But I, I do wonder sometimes if you worry about guys being too familiar and having too broad of a social circle, too close to where they went to college. I don't know if that – I'm not suggesting that for any of these Georgia players, but I do wonder if the Falcons have been burned by that before. Sometimes it's you know once bitten, twice shy, right, if you're an organization, and maybe that could be part of it. But there's so much talent at Georgia, Chad. There's so much talent between the hedges. Why wouldn't you try to bring in some local talent? 
Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me if you're precluding those guys from your from your uh, your draft board because they're local guys and they went to school in the area. They're great players. It's a great football team. I'm trying to get players from great football teams because great football teams typically have great cultures. And I want to bring guys with great culture into my locker room who want to win and have passion for football. So uh, I would overlook the proximity thing and just focus on who's that dude on the field and can he help me win football games. All right, Jordan Reed knows these NFL draft prospects better than most. He's our ESPN NFL draft analyst. He'll break down great values tonight in uh, in the second round and third round of the NFL draft. And who left him scratching his head in the first round. It's Chad Brown, Randy Scott, in for the guys. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. With the second pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select C.J. Stroud, quarterback, Ohio State. In the AFC, you have no shot without a guy that could be a top-flight guy. This was an absolute no-brainer. Common sense wins out. Everything I've been through is preparing me for this moment right here. I was at a point where nobody believed in me, but I put my trust in God and my family and what I did. I had discipline and just consistency, man. You can do anything you put your mind to. <laughs> oh, Canty and Carl at ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. He is Chad Brown. I am Randy Scott. We're in for the guys, as they call the NFL Draft, coming up at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, ESPN Radio's coverage of the NFL Draft. You can join the conversation on the CC call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888 729 
three seven seven six, and that's why we played Spice Spice Girls coming back. Guilty Pleasure Friday. All right, like what is your guilty pleasure song on this Friday Vibes Day? Uh, some people have been calling it uh, Fribes Day. It's it's been uh, trending on on social media. Jordan Reed is our ESPN NFL draft analyst. Uh, Jordan, there's so much to unpack from last night. Your biggest takeaway once the draft really got interesting at pick number two. Uh, what was your biggest takeaway from what we saw last night in Kansas City? Uh, there was a lot to take away, but particularly the landing spot of the quarterback starting off with Bryce Young and going number one overall to the Carolina Panthers. It was just a fit that seemed to make sense. There was a lot of steam that he was going to be the number one overall pick about a week out from it actually happened, and it eventually came to fruition. But there was a steam about Houston potentially going defense at number two overall. That mm-hmm. was something that I actually heard as well, but it ended up, it ended up not coming true with C.J. Stroud going number two overall. And then – what really threw everyone for a loop and quickly helped the Texans win the first round, in my opinion, is them coming back up to get Will Anderson. So them coming away with two top five players on my board, uh, I think the biggest takeaway is Houston had a fantastic first night. Uh, Jordan, I certainly think the Houston Texans had a great night. I think the Philadelphia Eagles had a good night as well. But the Seattle Seahawks, I think, put together a good draft as well, getting Devin Witherspoon with the number five pick and then getting the, maybe the best receiver in the draft with Jackson Smith uh, in, in Gigba. Uh, what are your take on the Seahawks draft? Yeah, it was great. And nobody really had the Seahawks taken a cornerback specifically that early. That just isn't their MO. They're not known to take cornerbacks very early. And then Witherspoon – away from the prototype that we've seen. They usually like those long and lanky cover three corners, but Witherspoon, he's more so of your cover one true man-to-man guy that's very aggressive. So him going number five overall, I thought it was a great pick for Seattle, but it came as a huge surprise to a lot of people just because he doesn't fit some of the traits that they have taken a liking to in years past. And them getting the top wide receiver in the draft, in my opinion, Jackson Smith and Jiggles, I think that was another great pick for them. It gives them a succession plan to Tyler Lockett, but you have a true three-headed monster now with him alongside Lockett and then also D.K. Metcalf. I pay money to watch those one-on-ones at, uh, at rookie minicamp or a training camp later in the summer. Uh, it's Jordan Reed, our ESPN NFL Draft Analyst, part of ESPN's, ESPN Radio's uh, coverage of the NFL Draft tonight on Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. Uh, Will, you can take this Will Levis. You can take it however you want, whoever you want. Give us uh, some names to watch for tonight on Jordan Reed's draft board where you feel like whoever gets them is going to get a real value here in the second round tonight. Well, there's quite a bit. And the first one I'll start with is Joey Porter Jr. There was a lot of steam that he could be a first-round pick, uh, even in the middle of the first round. So I'm really surprised to see him still sitting on the board at uh, here in the top of the second round. So I don't expect him to be on the board for very long. It would surprise me if he's the actual first pick of the second round with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And what a great story that would be for him to go back to where his dad uh, made his heyday at with the Steelers. But after that, you're getting into a lot of different players. John Michael Schmitz, the center out of Minnesota, is another name to watch. Josh Downs is another. But Will Levis, the quarterback of Kentucky, that's going to be the name that everybody has an eye on today. Uh, Jordan, there's usually runs at positions during the draft. No centers in the first round. No safeties in the first round. Only one tight end in the first round. What do you see as the big run coming up here in the on day two of the draft? Well, it's tight end without question. We only saw one go in the first round with Dalton Kincaid, him going to the Buffalo Bills. But Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame, a player, that was very high on my board. He was my top ranked tight end. Him potentially uh, going in the, the early earlier portions of the second round. I expect him to come off the board really quickly. But you're going to see a lot of names come off the board during the second round, whether it's a Luke Musgrave from Oregon State, Darnell Washington of Georgia, 
Sam Laporta out of Iowa. And there's plenty of other names, Tucker Craft of South Dakota State. So you're going to see a lot of tight ends come off of the board tonight. We're talking with Jordan Reed, our ESPN NFL Draft analyst, who's going to be a part of ESPN Radio's coverage of the NFL Draft. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, Chad Brown and uh, Randy Scott in for the guys. When you spin it forward tonight and you look at the uh, overall value of some of these second-round draft picks, you know we've seen them as as uh, as capital in in trades. You know the Aaron Rodgers trade, some other deals that have come together, um, and the quality of talent based on positional availability in this year's draft. Whether it is, and maybe you just touched on it, tight end or another position, uh, you know what that, that that you're looking at tonight. How many how many week one starters do you think we're going to see come off the board tonight? Well, quite a bit, just because with this draft, it wasn't as top heavy as what we saw last year. Like you knew walking through the door, guys like Aiden Hutchinson, mm. Sauce Gardner, and some of the other names that we saw come off the top of the board. You knew they were going to be bona fide stars as soon as they put their jersey on the next level. I didn't really see that out of a lot of guys in this draft class outside of Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, and really Bryce Shelton. I don't really see anybody in that class as far as that could have that instant type of star power. But with this draft and where it's different than last year, that there's a lot of depth mm-hmm. at running back, tight end, even cornerback uh, in this draft. So you're going to see a lot of names in certain positions come off of the board, but there's a lot of depth in this draft. So for teams that are looking to build depth and just build up their roster, these are the rounds where they can make their hay. His name is Jordan Reed. Again, you can hear him on ESPN Radio's NFL Draft continuing coverage. Jordan, we appreciate the time, man. Uh, have fun tonight. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. All right, the 20, 2023 NFL Draft is on ESPN Radio, presented by Boost Mobile. Second and third round coverage begins tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern, and coverage of rounds 4 through 7 begins tomorrow at noon Eastern on most ESPN Radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. There is a short list of rich men, courtesy of Nike, and Kevin Durant just put his name on that very short list. It's Michael Jordan, it's LeBron James, and now it's Kevin Durant. We'll explain that as well as make you some money with our play of the night. It's Chad Brown and Randy Scott in for the guys. Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM, Channel 80. This is, is this Moulin Rouge? This it is. This isn't even the best song from that soundtrack, man. We need the, the medley from Ewan McGregor. We don't don't point at me. Just just tell just to confirm the musical bias for us. Chad Brown, Randy Scott, in for the guys. It's Canty and Carlin. You can join the CC call in line one eight 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 say ESPN uh, is the number. It is time to make you some money. It is time for our play of the night. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. All right, it's time to make the folks some money. Um, I don't, you know, there's so uh, there's so many options in the single game or the same game parlay uh, route on Caesars. Uh, Caesars just has that uh, variety for you. We're gonna go NBA games tonight, Chad. I'm looking at the two. There, there are two game sixes in the Western Conference, and it's tougher sometimes later in a series because the books have it so well marked. Uh, they know the, the the flow of each game in the series. I'm going to go with a combination of, I'm going to go Rui, Rui Hachimura to score double digits tonight, okay? Yeah, okay. He's, he's gone 29, 20, 16, 7, and 9 in the series. So if you're looking at it, okay, his scoring has decreased, but they just got their doors blown off in uh, game five. I think he rebounds. I think he goes double digits. He's their biggest, one of their biggest contributors off the bench. If he gets the doubles, you're looking at uh, Kevon Looney to go over 12 and a half boards. He's gone for more than 20 in each of the last two games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you've got Draymond going double-double. I think Draymond gets there rebounding-wise. Scoring is an issue for him. I but agree. He went for 21 his last time out. He's feeling himself. He'll take more shots. And I feel like to get the crowd involved there in San Francisco, the better he does, the more the crowd's involved. They support his villainy against Sacramento. So it's a lot. Of, it's a narrative-based parlay. But if it hits, folks, we're talking plus 1178. You bet 10 bucks, you cash 127.84 on your ticket. Maybe you go even higher than that and you get nuts. That's, that's our play of the night. How's it sit with you, Chad? I dig it. I like it. I like it quite a bit. I feel I feel pretty good about all of those. There's certainly, you know, there's some doubt. That's what, you know, Vegas is as great at is For sure. putting us in that difficult spot. But I feel pretty good about <laughs> all of those. Are you a, are you an NBA guy? Are you a hoop head at all? Uh hoop head light. There you go. That's a term. Well, I was gonna say, are you Suns fan? Because I know you're 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 in Arizona there. The Suns, to me, are the team to beat in the West. Well, I, I split time between uh, Arizona and Denver, so you oh, know my, my my shows in Denver, my my, my other home is in Arizona, so <laughs> my allegiances are pulled in this in this circumstance. Yeah, you're living well. Though. You are living well. Um, it's time uh, now. Our weekend preview is brought to you by Geico. Whether you rent or own, Geico makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Go to Geico.com today. All right, three and out on Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. He's Chad Brown. I'm Randy Scott. Uh, news today from uh, our friend who joined us in the show, 
Matt Jones from Kentucky Sports Radio. But one of his colleagues, Nick Roush, is reporting that Will Levis is not staying in Kansas City for the second night of the NFL draft. Uh, Chad, how's that sit with you? Uh, I would not subject myself to any further scrutiny, punishment, uh, bad feelings, any of that stuff. So there were four guys left over from the green room from yesterday. Alabama defensive back Brian Branch, uh, defensive end Keon White, and cornerback Joey Porter Jr. Uh, White Jr. and Levis are all not going to return to the green room. Brian Branch is the only guy who's going to be back there. So uh, maybe he's got some word he's going to be taken early. But, yeah, I would not be comfortable in that situation. Draft day is already uncomfortable enough. With the cameras and all the scrutiny, that's just more than I could personally take. I agree with it. I, I, I think take it out of uh... – you know, take it out of the realm of possibility to be to, to continue to be a meme, to continue to live in the infamy of you know Aaron Rodgers and Brady Quinn and some of these other guys who have had to sit and wait and uh, you know make these teams come to you. I think he was failed on some level, whether it's by his advisors, by his agent, or even by some of these teams who maybe misled him or led him down a certain path. But there's no way someone would subject themselves to what Will Levis uh, had to go through last night. The 2023 NFL Draft is on ESPN Radio. Second and third round coverage begins tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern, on most ESPN radio stations and on SiriusXM Channel 80. Kevin Durant got a lifetime deal from Nike today. And there are only two other basketball players who have who have you know done that, and that's LeBron James and Michael Jordan. It's a pretty illustrious company for a 34 year old now uh, who's on the Suns and uh, who you know is a 13 time All Star and continues his relationship with Nike that dates back to 2007. Chad, congratulations to Kevin Durant. That's an amazing uh, accomplishment. I remember when I got to go down to Nike University and they did a couple of custom shoes for me for a couple of years. I didn't yeah. have a signature shoe. They weren't selling my shoe. They were just making shoes for me to play in and it was literally like a childhood dream for me so for these guys who've achieved these lifetime deals with nike uh it is amazing that for those guys michael jordan lebron james and now kevin durant their main employer in life will not be the nba teams they played for it'll be nike they will have made more money from nike than they made playing in the nba it's fascinating it is a great point i saw that i watched the uh the air movie, you know, with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck and Jason mm-hmm. Bateman and all, and seeing the way the Michael Jordan story came together and what it's done for that company too, uh, just continues to to amaze. And then uh, news out of the NFL today that uh, Gio Bernard is retiring after ten seasons with the Bucks and with the Bengals. And I think in, in, in my mind's eye, he'll forever be in a Cincinnati uniform. But uh, he's a guy who got to go to go to Tampa, play with a goat. And, uh, you know, 10 seasons as a running back, I, I feel like the shelf life for running backs is a lot shorter shorter than 10 seasons, Chad. Yeah, for him to stretch it out to 10 seasons, a very impressive effort by him. Uh, it feels about right. He was starting to decline those last couple of years. And I think as a running back, once you are unable to protect yourself out there, the the chance of any real significant injury goes up greatly. So for him to step away at this point feels like a wise move, and he maximized his opportunity in the NFL. And, you know, he's a guy who had to you know, give way to, you know, Leonard Fournette. I mean, he's 31 years old. That's, I mean, you could speak to this, and it's not something we should do up against the end of the show, but the idea of having your whole life in front of you, professionally and otherwise, at 31 years old and having a career already behind you, I mean, that could be both a liberating feeling and a, and a daunting feeling, I would think. Yeah, I've got to live the rest of my life now, and I, my, I, my greatest accomplishment in life can't be what I've done on the football field. I've got to find a way to surpass that somehow. There's more to me than just a football player. Now Gio Bernard gets to figure out what that's going to be for him.
All right, uh, his draft night in 2013 is behind him. The draft night continues for so many other prospects. And you can hear second-round coverage right here on ESPN Radio. For Chad Brown, I'm Randy Scott. This has been Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.